Welcome to episode 171 of Hardball with Brad Bichino. Today, I'm joined by the host of internationally loved podcast, Games on Earth. Host Derek Thompson is with me today. Derek, how are you doing? I'm good. Hey, uh, how's it going? Hey. (laughs) Hey, I'm doing fine, thanks. Let's just get right down to it. In um, less than 30 seconds, what is Outward? Give Outward. Me Thirty seconds on the clock. When do I? When does it start? Now it started ten seconds ago. Uh, oh shit! Um, Outward is an adventure game, a fantasy adventure game where you play as an everyday normal individual, uh, and you have to journey out and explore and survive out in the wilds. But you're not like some hero. You're just a dude, and uh, you have to work really hard to get anywhere. And it's really tough, and it's very very difficult. And failure is part of the game. Very well. Good job. All right. Let's just take it back a step now. That was, okay. I, I like to I like to boil the egg Whew. first. Just see yeah. who I'm working with. Yeah, so, wow. Derek. Yeah. Outward. Yes. Who is it made for? Uh, Outward is the kind of game for people who... Hmm. It's... It, I wouldn't, hmm, that's tough because outward, someone isn't this made for most people who play games. (laughs) I would say outward is made for patient players, players with patience to be able to handle its systems and difficulty and not give up on it. Uh, because I've read a lot of reviews and a lot of them got frustrated at aspects of the game that are intentional and they're aspects that I really enjoy. Uh, like, for example, there is, um, there's no save scumming. There's no saving. It's it auto saves after every action. So you can Interesting. never, so no matter what you do, if you fail, you're stuck with that failure. There's no turning back the clock. That's some that real hard ball. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and uh, another aspect: there's no fast travel. So if you're out in the wild and you're low on supplies, there's you can't just fast travel back to town. You need to get back to town. And some of the most harrowing adventures I've had have been just trips back home after venturing far out. Interesting, interesting. So you're saying this is this game takes a lot of time and dedication to get through the the meat of the game i mean that is the game like that is the game there isn't meat so much as a large buffet of various things Uh, it's it's difficult to describe i understand that's why i'm here let's pick apart this buffet (laughs) piece by piece let's start off with the appetizer here Frame the story for me without, with as little spoilers as possible. What does our adventurer wake up to when they launch this title? You wake up shipwrecked. Uh, Your ship has crashed along with your entire exhibition? Expedition, yeah. You You and your entire expedition set out from your relatively small village uh, to gather resources, I believe, uh, across the sea. Uh, But your ship crashes, and you're shipwrecked, 
and you and the only other survivor uh, have to find your way back home. And which you, I mean, that's kind of the tutorial. Then by the time you get home, uh, months have gone by, and you owe a uh, blood debt uh, just because of something your grandma did, which is kind of weirdly specific. But no, uh, it sounds something similar to my past experience with my ex-wife <laughs> so but continue please so in this world uh this tribe that you're a part of or this this village um any sort of uh negative actions are paid off by the their the families of the person who did that action and it's kind of like so you start the game you get back and months have gone by without you paying that off so everyone's like Yo, uh, we're going to basically foreclose on your house if you don't pay Right, off. that seems fair. <clears throat> yeah, if you don't pay back, even though you got a shipwreck and, like, a ton of people are dead, you're we're going to st- take your house because you haven't been paying us. And then you kind of appeal to the village elder, and they're like, okay, well, we're in a time of mourning because, like, a bunch of people just died in that shipwreck. Uh, so you have until you have five days, which is the time of mourning to raise 150 silver to pay off your debt. Uh, otherwise we're going to foreclose your house. We're going to take your house, uh, which is five in game days. Um, and that starts the moment that dialogue ends and you have that long to find that money or to get a village favor. Or a favor, uh, like a, uh, I don't know, it's not, I don't think it's called a village favor, like a a village, it's something like that. Either you pay, you get the money and pay it off, or yep. you kind of pay it off with, like, uh, uh, by doing something, like, very uh, dangerous or or intense, that or, like, helping someone in the village, basically. Gotcha. Pay it off with your actions or your money. But if you don't pay it off, you'll lose your house, your starter home, like, your home... It's a lighthouse. It's really cool. It's nice and spacious. And the town is, you know, quite nice. Um, I've grown fond of it. But, um, yeah, that's how the game kind of starts. Uh, and I guess it, it kind of branches out from there into kind of... there's There seems to be three primary branches uh, once that's resolved. Uh, but that's kind of where I am. Because once it branches off, it's not really... It is not a narratively focused game. Um, it's kind of just like, here's the world. You're a person in it. You're not the chosen one. You're not Mr. Lordly Knight. You're not a witcher. You're not the savior. You're just a dude who had to pay off a debt and now has to go to great lengths to, you know, explore and find and grow. You never level up. <clears throat> you Interesting. Only, you, your capabilities are only as powerful as the things you find and like your wits and how you handle yourself and how okay. smart you are. Well, so it seems like there is no traditional sense of narrative here. It's it's more player driven. Right. What what kind of mechanics and systems in uh, does this game use to uh, create a sense of environment or uh, power in this game? So power is probably the last thing you'll feel because you are, like I said, you're just a dude. You're weak. Um, but 
the systems it is a systems heavy game and that's kind of the draw of it if you look at screenshots it kind of looks like a little muddy uh and the textures aren't great the the graphics aren't the, the key thing here the systems in place are the key of it the 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 the, 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 the spotlight or what am i saying the most appealing aspect of Outward are its systems. So you have to survive. So you have to eat. You have to sleep. You have to drink clean water. Um, it is clean water. What if you drink dirty water? Then you'll and get, you'll is get... there <clears throat> common occurrences where you have nothing but dirty <laughs> water? Uh, yes, and yes, and yes. Uh, so you have <clears throat> a water skin. Oh, also, like you're weight that you can carry is very important everything is in your backpack yes so what, w- yeah <clears throat> i wanted to talk to you about backpacks because i i know how much you love physical backpacks in game they're like yeah. the one uh, thing that really turns you on it in does. a game it's the so one. but before that i want to say the water yes you, if you drink bad water uh depending on where it was from you will probably get sick in some way if it's just plain river water, there's a good chance you might get, uh, like, some disease. Uh, if Touch it's like, of consumption? It's, yeah. Uh, well, indigestion is the quick quickest one mm. you'll get. Um, and that basically makes it so if you eat food, you'll vomit it out. Uh, you'll, you'll have a high chance of just vomiting it up. Um, but there are worse diseases, and they all can stack up, and there are sicknesses. Like, if you're out in the cold weather too long, or if you're out uh, in the rain without any protection and your character gets cold, you could catch a cold, and that lowers your stamina until you cure it. Like, until you get better, which could take a week of in-game time. Um, So, are you saying that the survival aspects of the this game are... It, it's one of the systems that replaces a traditional narrative. It's one of the things that keeps keeps you on a certain gameplay loop. That, yes. Okay. That's yeah. good. Is Does it help or hurt that experience? Does, does it feel it, like a chore or does it actually feel dire? I could, I could imagine to some people who don't understand this style of play that it could feel like a chore to them. Uh, but to me, it feels like a primary aspect of the game, like the survival. Because you're not just going out to fight a tough monster. You're going out to fight a tough monster and a tough world and survive in that world. So you have to prepare before every outing. I, do I have enough food? Do I have enough water? Is there a means of getting more water on my way to my destination? Let me look at the map. Are there any rivers I can pull water from and then boil that water so that it's clean? Do I have a cooking pot to boil that water with? That's do clever. I, I like that. You can do, <clears throat> purify your water. Yes. Uh, do I have you know ingredients to make tea in, in case I get a cold? Do I have uh, enough bandages to make to to, he, to heal myself if I get hurt? Uh, do I have a bedroll? Do I have a tent uh, if I need to? If it's nighttime and I need to sleep, um, do I have enough supplies to make a, a campfire? Uh, mm-hmm. Like. It's all these things, and then even when you're sleeping, you're you're setting up like how long am I gonna guard be on guard duty tonight, and uh, that's also another place where playing co-op comes in handy. This entire game is playable in in co- cooperative mode, 
So you're not alone necessarily. You're su- you suffer with together. I'd say the game okay. is much so, better for it. So so let's let's uh, get bi- real basic here. Tell me a little bit about how that works. Is this a separate game mode, or how, how does one's progress carry over from their from say they started the game out by themselves, um, and the, a friend they want to play with a friend later? Well, <clears throat> so as I mentioned before, the game is very open ended as far as like what you want to pursue and where you want to explore. Uh, mm-hmm. There are quests. Characters will give you quests. Uh, some of them could be super tough or super far away. Um, but, like, you'll get them. And you could just accomplish... You could do those. But, like, th- all of the progress is saved on the host's end. So, I have my world and you would have yours. And, I mean, what me and what Casey and I did was we're just in his world, basically. Anytime I'm playing it, I'm playing with him. So we're playing through his world, which means I can fuck up his world if I wanted to. If I, uh, I mean, not that I would, but it just. So, so could you in, in Casey's absence, go in your game and go, I don't know, chop down a bunch of trees or something. I don't even know if that's something yeah. you do in this game. Hunt no, or is. something. Get a bunch of skins, fill your backpack up. And then when you join casey's game do you have all of your equipment with you is there some sort of like just, player based just everything i have on my person and in my backpack i don't bring my uh storage chest with me okay um, which i have so it is to be an issue uh i i know it, it it's handy to be able to store more stuff but the game the way the game works it i've never felt it super necessary to uh store too much uh, that i wouldn't normally fit on my person mm, but yes i could technically i mean if we really wanted to be cheese lords i could like uh, i don't know tell like exit his game world go back to mine and go back to town uh, like in my game it's still it's still fall or summer okay. in casey's game world it was winter so, if I wanted to be a cheese lord, I could have like teleported back using like by like exiting multiplayer. But I don't know. There's something disingenuous about that, and I right, just don't. Right. All cheese aside, I'm assuming that if you're interested in this game and willing to put the time into it, you want to do it right. How does right. playing with a, a partner for uh, like enhance the game's mechanics? Well, it's a lot of it is like the enemies are fucking tough. Like without having another person, I don't know how I would make it through a lot of the encounters. Um, Do they also, scale up with more, uh, yes with another person? Yes, and I haven't really fought anything by myself. I haven't really even played the game much alone. But um, so I don't really know. But I do know like the thing about the game is co-op for me. Like playing it with Casey, like we playing it together. It's the reason to play the game because when you're out there struggling, you're struggling together. And there's been so many instances where we've helped each other out being like, I'm out of bandages. I need something. I'm going to, I'm going to die. And it's like, Oh, here you go. Or like, I am completely out of water. Do you have any? And it's like, I got two drinks left. This is it, man. And there, there's so been so many instances of that, uh, where we're like rescuing each other from the brink of death or going over the next hill and being like, 
whoa, check this out. Is that a cave? And just that leading us into like an hour long adventure uh, that we didn't even plan for. That's the game. Like that's the, the heart of this game. And I can see why that's mm-hmm. not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, maybe if you, if you tend to play games by yourself more often, or mm-hmm. if you're more interested in something narrative, this isn't that game. This is definitely the kind of game where it's like, what's over that hill? What, can I can I kill this thing? Can we fight this? Are we capable of this? Like, even just like running across the map, there there are multiple like regions to go to, but we we were still in the first one. But like getting from point A to point B is tough. Like, I alone it would be really really difficult. I couldn't imagine. Uh, we were uh, playing. <clears throat> And we wandered into a fortress, and they captured us, and that was then the game. Like, there's no reloading. Like, we got captured, and we were in these slave mines, and we had to mine ore for, and then set, give the ore for silver, use that silver, what? like tra- <laughs> trade the ore in to someone for like a shilling a piece, and then use those shillings to buy like a shiv. And we were stripped of all of our equipment, all of our weapons, and we just had to work back up from nothing in a prison. It was like three hours of playing Escape from Butcher Bay, suddenly, and like there's no getting out. There's no getting out of that. Like we didn't have our stuff, so if we tried to start shit with the guards, they would just murk us. Oh, uh, that's hardball, man. <laughs> that's real hardball. And, like, enemies don't give a fuck, like, how, like, leveled up you are or, like, ready you are to fight them. They will just fucking kill you. Um, But that does bring me to the next thing. There really isn't death in the game so much as loss of anything you've gained. And sometimes even losing a fight can be beneficial in some ways. Like... You could be pulled. Now, how could how could that be? Like you could be rescued by a character that, like an old man who like is super nice and gives you a bunch of equipment and is like, you could hang out at my hut whenever you need, uh, or huh. you, or you could be stripped of all your equipment and left on the side of the road, um, in a pile of corpses, like or you could be imprisoned like uh, we were. Um, it's there's a lot of different options, a lot of different variables at work. Um, and with the way the environment system works on top of the survival system, the combat's not bad. It's kind of dark soulsy. Um, you know, you want to keep your shield up, you want to block, you want to, you know, uh, attack Mm -hmm. and block. It's not too advanced. There is a magic system, but it's very complex, very ritual based. Like I have to plant the ring on the ground and then cast a, a fire thing in the ring. And then I need to use the my spark ability with the fire thing in the ring and then that creates a fireball that seems pretty unique i mean <clears throat> you mentioned dark souls but does this compare to any other modern or classic games as far as combat goes or is uh, this something that feels ch- uh, new and challenging m- to learn maybe dragon's dogma a little bit um okay it, or i mean this might not be a good thing but like risen and like gothic gothic 3 uh that those series like just the third person not witcher so much because it's not that the animations and stuff aren't that great but 
it's i'd say dark souls is very much the closest um okay <clears throat> like there you're gonna be in dark areas and tight corridors like you're gonna you're gonna need to hold a torch or put a lantern on your back um if you get in combat you need to drop your backpack so you can actually move otherwise like you're not gonna be able to dodge roll really well um then you need to remember where you put your backpack. Yeah, if, that's interesting. With the absence of map markers, are there any? From what I understand, there's no map markers. If no. if you wanna, you like, just gotta use your wits and your memory, and you gotta look. You gotta go to a high place, look around for a landmark, and then kind of orient yourself. Are, are uh, you? Is your position displayed on the map at all? Nope. Nothing. It's just a map. Fantastic. Yeah, it's neat. Man, I, I have a pretty good ball, sense man. with that kind of stuff, so it's not too difficult for me, but I I've loved I've really enjoyed being like the navigator uh of our party and just being like, Okay, so the mountain's there, all right, we're here and then kind of moving out from there. But like we've spent whole evenings playing where it's just like you look back at what we've accomplished in the night and it's like well, we went to that beach and killed a few crabs and then got back. Like, but that was like four hours like of stuff we had to, like we did because so many things pop up. Like if you have a bad go at a battle and even if you're victorious, you, you could still be fucked because you're like, you're poisoned or something or you have a disease and you can't run. Or let's say you found something really cool, but it's super heavy so you're like walking super slow home and you have to worry about your hunger and your thirst and it's just all kind of the systems build on top of each other and i could definitely see how people would think this isn't like the best game overall because of i don't know the combat's a little shallow the enemies are mm -hmm. really tough there's not a whole lot of narrative the world mm -hmm. feels it feels early access a little bit but all the systems working together when it works it, it when it clicks it just it, it feels so good and it it, it it i would definitely recommend people play this game co-op too like if they can okay. because uh I, also i know there's a nice modding community being kind of forming on the pc i'm pretty interested to see what comes out of that because i've been playing it on the ps4 and it's fine but there's definitely some ob very obvious visual limitations uh, and I think just cause like the nature of, of trying to run it on a console with, compared to a PC, I, I feel like people on the PC can, you know, make mods that can kind of drastically change things and, and make the mm -hmm. game. Uh, so do, do you think that a younger audience could be attracted to this game or enjoy this game? It seems to borrow a lot of classic gameplay elements I don't think so i think this is a game for older people like i think this is a <laughs> it's game a for, for nostalgia driven 30 and a up. little like this is very much like morrowind or mm -hmm. like you wouldn't imagine a Fortnite kid playing morrowind like just th that's i feel like that's the the target age I is think, 30 plus i think that is a noble goal for us as Older 20 people? something 30 something gamers we need to get these fortnite baby rock babies the fortnite kids <laughs> we need to get these fortnite kids yeah off of the fortnite and yeah 
introduce make them play something old see uh they'll just they're just gonna get bored yeah but for every 100 (laughs) there will be one for every 100 there will be one (laughs) that will be like wow this is actually kind of cool hey this is neat how this works like this this is one of those games definitely where if if i was 12 playing this i would be losing my shit and i mean i'm i'm almost 30 and i'm playing it i'm losing my shit a little bit but i it's like the kind of game i dreamed of it hits a lot of the boxes of like my dream game mm-hmm. um if if i could get this but with the fidelity of the witcher i would be pooping my pants right now um in excitement so okay it, it does it lacks fidelity it lacks good graphics it lacks a good na- narrative but it makes up for a lot of that for me personally in good systems and really fun co-op uh if you have the patience for it it definitely requires patience from the from the player um you can't so you can't go into this trying to like right mash your way through it what what is your strategy when playing outward what are what's your goal when you when you log in with casey how do you establish uh well uh, what to do the past two times we've played, the past two evenings we've, we've, we've played, we were like, all right, well, let's go to the marshes. We got to get to the marshes. And both times we've gotten distracted on the way. And hmm. so that's kind of the thing. It's, it's, it's one of those games where it's like... Pick a direction and... You pick a direction, you go, go that way and be like, uh, we want to go to the mar- marshes because there is a quest that leads... Like one of the three branching paths leads you to the marshes but on our way there we saw some cool shit and then we we got to this mountain and so we had to climb up top of it and see what was up there and then we found all these doors in the mountain that led us to this crazy thing that changed the game a bit uh that kind of we that's how uh, we got something cool let's just say our, our time investment oh, was say rewarded. no more say no more no spoilers on yeah. this show this is hardball not giving away any secrets to <laughs> our uh, listeners here but i do want to know do you have any uh advice for new players don't okay hmm. don't fret too much about what the reviews are saying about that Every review I've read, <laughs> every review I've read mentions that debt that I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast uh, as like something difficult. Like you need 150 silver in five days. That is fucking easy if you're playing the game. I don't know what the like. I'm particularly calling out the IGN review. It is a lazy shit review. That's a terrible review of the game. It's like the reviewer wasn't even engaging with the game systems. Or even giving them a chance. Like I've watched the review, and I don't know what their marketing it or their marketing plan is. But a four-minute review for a game like this doesn't seem like. Uh, I haven't watched it. I read the review on IGN. Okay. It was like the they, review in progress, and they were very mm. negative about th- aspects of the game that I've gone through and I've seen. And I'm like, eh, that's not hard. Uh, my biggest tip for new players. If you don't know where to go right off the bat, and you got that debt to pay off, go under the lighthouse and just keep going. Go under the lighthouse, keep going south, then just keep going south. There you have it. Path to riches and glory underneath the lighthouse. Yep. 
go under the lighthouse and beyond. Well, Derek Thompson, it's been a pleasure. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with our hardball listeners? <clears throat> um, I just want to say um, that uh, the Planes of Eidolon Remaster in Warframe is fantastic. Um, it looks it really sure cool. Is. I went fishing there for a while and had a great time. And um, yeah, I I am loving Warframe. I'm still probably playing more Warframe than any other game. And I will continue to. Uh, also, uh, Blizzard just announced their plans for patch 8.2. And uh, it looks like a lot of really interesting stuff is being added to the game. Like a ton of... Uh, it looks like this is finally where the feedback from all the negativity is kind of coming back to like... Mm-hmm. They're, they're coming back to fix it. Um, yeah. But that probably won't be out until July. So, I don't know. It's... That's fine. I have plenty of, I'd say, plenty I, of time. I, I, I will continue to say um, now is still a time to invest in uh, Warframe. The um, business is booming. There's a lot to do. It's a fun and game. More and more every week. They more be, and more every week. It seems to be growing with the, the fall of Anthem. We're get, there's, I'm noticing a lot of uh, uh, refugees from, from Anthem and destiny uh loading into warframe i follow the warframe subreddit and i see a lot of warframe and anthem people or uh destiny and anthem people uh kind of coming in from from uh, to these beautiful lands of warframe so if you were disappointed by anthem if you burnt out from destiny 2 there's a place you can go it's beautiful it's rich and full of, of beautiful plains grass and and fields of of and lakes and rivers and you know evergreen content mm-hmm. for days <laughs> but also All check right. out outward it's great it's a good check out outward oh, i forgot to mention it was developed by like uh, 10 people or like a dozen people like the team that made outward is tiny and it's kind of incredible the, that the game it, exists at all in yeah the state 10 people in. releasing a multi-platform uh, rpg is yep. quite the feat and it's only 40 bucks so it's not even a full priced 60 dollar game so uh you can probably find it cheaper even soon but hey check it out if if anything i said today uh interest piques your interest maybe check out outward it's a it's a weirdo but it's a good one all right Thank you for listening to Hardball again this week. Thank you to Kyle Landstra for our intro and outro music. And as I say every week to all you Hardball listeners out there, stay rock hard, motherfucker. See you next week. Isn't isn't I think Hardball hard a Chris like, Matthews show? I, I think so. I think it's like a news program. Hardball. Well, we just stole it. Hard, hardball. Hardball. Hard, so call it call it Hardball. Hardball? You said, you definitely said Hardball. hardball. What is, who is Chris Matthews? Hardball. I think, I think is it. Chris hardball? Matthews is a Fox News guy? No, he's MSNBC. Okay. MSNBC. Okay. Okay. That's okay. He's an American political commentator.
talk show host and author. Matthews is known for his, high, his nightly hour-long talk show, Hardball with Chris Matthews. It's a nightly show, Brad. Every night. Oh, we got to do one every this night is a now. very popular show. Oh, shit. I think we're going to get some litigation here. Um, now, for the record, I said Hardball, and I did not claim to be um, Chris Matthews. Um, <sighs> Should have called it Softball. Softball. It's a good one. Can you go back and fix that in post? I only said it like 17 times. No, I, I can't. I'm afraid you're going to flip with this one. Oh, just All got right, an email well, from Chris Matthews' lawyers. I'll be forwarding this to you. CC Brad Bichino. All right. Um, okay, you should be receiving that soon. Let me know how that goes. Seems like it's that's a lot of zeros on their request there. Fuck. <laughs>